because like Gabby gets rejected and Rachel's like, oh my God, like I feel so bad for Gabby. Like this is terrible. And then the next night she gets rejected and Gabby's like, this is exactly how I felt last night. And Rachel's like, yeah, but mine is worse because it was public. (laughs) I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. How's it going? Oh, it's going. How are you? I feel like a human bag of dog shit. Like, I went home for five days to Connecticut, and that was fine, except I didn't relax one single bit, and I didn't sleep, and all I did was drink like a monster for five days, and then I traveled back yesterday, and I had, like, two flight delays and, like, all of that kind of stuff, and so I woke up this morning, like, not sick, but just feeling like I got hit by a truck. Like, It's just the consequences of my own actions. Like I chose to drink like a monster for five days and like thought and like knowing that I wasn't going to get a lot of sleep. And like, I just thought that there would be no repercussion for that because I apparently have never in my life learned a lesson. Mm. (laughs) I'm the exact same way. You know this. Yeah. That's like (laughs) a really negative note to start it off on, I guess. But I'm just like, I literally, I like have not slept. Like, I feel like going home, it's like, oh, this is when I sleep the best. I'm in my childhood home. And like, that's when I arguably sleep the worst I've ever I slept sleep in my whole so life. I sleep so bad when I go see my parents. We're going next weekend and I'm like, oh God, like I just cannot. You're like, I'm going to get two sleep. hours of sleep. It's just, it's just part of it. It's just part of the journey. Um, yeah. Starting it off negative. I'm also bad, but that <laughs> I think leads us appropriately into the episode and matches the energy of the two women this week. So <laughs> truly, we just are truly. on par with our bachelorettes. And I think that's what it says about us. <laughs> Life has been shitting on us. So Life let's has build the dream we dreamed. <laughs> so Gabby and Rachel start off the episode um, for also for the record, this episode would have come out a lot sooner, except I went to Connecticut and just didn't bring my microphone. Didn't even cross my mind to bring my microphone. So no. we're recording late. That being said, Emily watched this episode like four days ago and I watched it this morning. So there will be So you'll notice that it's going to be fresh for Kayla and like a literal moldy avocado for me. Like, like my memory of this show, my memory of this show ages like an avocado. That's it's ripe (laughs) for a day. Then it's gone. (laughs) It can no longer be used. (laughs) So it was ripe on Monday and every day since then it's gotten worse. And today, Thursday, we're at the point, we're just going to have to toss that sucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is no way it's not getting made into a guac. It's not, <laughs> nothing productive is coming from this. And so the worst part about avocados, it's like bananas when they get bad, like they still have a use. Like you could put yeah, them in a banana bread. Like you, you could do them. like whatever. You could freeze no, them, put no. them in a smoothie. No avocado. It's like, ugh, you're disgusting. That's my <laughs> bachelor nation knowledge. Like when it's gone, it's gone. So that's me about the episode. Ask me about something that happened on Nick Vile season five years ago, and I can tell you exactly oh, how yeah. it went down. But ask me about something I watched a week ago. Couldn't no. tell you. I'm excellent at useless Bachelor trivia. I'm right. bad at, like, my recency bias is broken. Like, 
Like the most recent things are the things I remember the least. And the things that have happened like actually on like Ali Fedotowski season, I'm like, right. Uh, And then when Frank left, like like, I can recount moment by moment, the deep cuts. Which is perfect (laughs) for a Bachelor recap podcast. (laughs) Right. It's perfect when we're constantly recapping the most recent moments. Um, so anyway, that being said, you're, you may notice that I have literally no fucking idea what I'm talking about. Um, but what else is new? You know what? Who among us hasn't? So we kick off the episode with Gabby and Rachel talking about how they meant they want the men to decide this week. They're like, this is just like getting kind of icky. Like we are starting to like really develop relationships with these guys. And like, we don't want there to be guys that are still on the fence. Which I get, but then also they were like, guys at this point should know which one of us they're interested in. And this is like the one thing in the episode. And I know that people were like agreeing with them online, but this is like yet another time where I have the most unpopular opinion of all time. Because I'm like, if I'm one of these dudes, I've been in this house for like a week and a half. Chances are, unless I'm one of the ones they really like, I've probably spoken to both of them for under five minutes. Mm-hmm, totally. And at the end of the day, they're both hot. They're both yep. like amazing women that these dudes know virtually nothing about unless they're like in the girls like top tier of guys at this point. So it's like, they're like the men should know which one of us they want to focus on. And I was like, I literally hate to defend a man. Like that's my least favorite thing to do. But if I were like meatball, I'd be like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like there were a lot. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think I agree with later in the episode, the actual decision that's made, but I'm totally with you. It's like, that's like, I mean, real world equivalency is like going on one hinge date with someone and like, and this is like for the guys that have had one-on-ones you go out, you you don't know after one hinge date, if that person is someone you want to pursue or be with, like, I mean, sometimes you do like when you're us and you're crazy, but like (laughs) like, a lot of the time, like normal people are like, I don't know yet. Like we're feeling it out, you know? Yeah. Um, and also like, like that's the the equivalency. It's like, and, and that's being generous. Like a hinge date is being generous to what these guys have had. Like you said, it's like most of them have had a five minute conversation during a group date with all their friends there. Like, right. So I kind of disagreed with them there. I'm like, I get what they're saying, but I don't really blame the guys for not knowing in this situation. Yeah. I mean, like there are some guys like it, like Nate, like if you've been on a date with Gabby, like, right. And you like, you're Gabby's like, at right. This point, like, which he's not on the fence, but like, no, no. But even in the beginning of the episode, he was like, I want to see if I have anything with Rachel. Like, yeah. And then he saw Gabby and he was like, I'm obsessed no, with I'm Gabby. Obsessed with like her. he was like, that yeah. was stupid. But like, like even him, like even the ones that have gone on dates, I think it's like, this is we still weird. I don't know. It's very, this is it, where yeah. sometimes I think the show loses like real life isms a little bit because it's like when you're going on like entry level dates with someone like it's like a bunch of first dates like you'll literally go on a bunch of first dates and sometimes a bunch of second dates at the same time you're going on second dates with other guys and it doesn't mean you're being disrespectful or anything no if you didn't want these dudes to have the option then you shouldn't have given them two bachelorettes like right that's like what dating is you know like like dating especially in your like 20s you know early 30s like whenever it's like you don't owe anyone exclusivity until you have a conversation about exclusivity which is maybe that's what they want to have these conversations about I mean later in the episode I guess they quote unquote have those conversations in bachelor world which is like not a conversation but a but a metaphor it's a rose um (laughs) but also like (laughs) 
Just, I, we'll get to it when we get to the rose we'll ceremony, but I have a lot wow. of experiences. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Just so Rachel has the first one-on-one and she asks <sighs> Zach, um, who's a sweetheart. They go to the date and it's Karamo from Queer Eye is there, which like literally, thank God this Karamo has never been on one of my dates because I would literally never pay attention to my date. Oh I my God. Like, Tell me everything about yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like gossiping. I'd be like, so what's the drama? Like, let, what's, what's the 411? The like I, I would be, but also I'm surprised that they brought, sorry, there's a motorcycle outside. I'm surprised that they brought Karamo <laughs> on and it wasn't for the explicit purpose. I mean, I guess it kind of was, but it wasn't for the explicit purpose of making them cry immediately. Like upon just having one conversation with them, he wasn't like, so yeah. why do you feel like you're worth nothing? And like <laughs> making them both stop. Because well, that's his role on like, basically. <laughs> no, literally. But like, my question is like, why do they have Karamo planning a staged movie premiere lame ass date but they have caitlin bristow lead group therapy like shouldn't yeah. we flip it like flip it like, also they should have would brought... be perfect for the therapy like group date that they like to do yeah he literally would have been like the per- like that is his job and instead yeah. he like planned this like ugly ass red carpet outfits <laughs> to watch this home video which the home video part was cute but like damn like <laughs> those outfits were ugly as fuck <laughs> Yeah, like this would have been a great date looked, for Tan from Queer Eye. Yeah, to like style them and then like yeah. they go to the date and it's like different or whatever. They should have just had all the Queer Eye guys um, and it, it should have actually just been Queer Eye. <laughs> for, it I should have just actually, been an episode of... The, the fundamental problem with The Bachelorette is just that it's not Queer Eye. <laughs> I think that it should have just been an episode of Queer Eye. All of the all of the all people of on Queer there. Eye and you it's just bring out the eyeing. best in me. <laughs> it's just Queer Eyeing Meatball. Like that yeah. was the date. Oh, that's his spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> queer Eyeing Meatball. You bring out the best in me. Oh, I'm I'm photoshopping that. Have no fear. What's the theme <laughs> that, that's going to be like, our post. <laughs> what's their theme song that's like, just keeps getting better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da. That's it. Yeah. Um, and it's people standing with his arms crossed in the middle of them all, with like a sh- with like a fresh haircut and like wearing like pants that fit. Um, anyway, so, that would have made the show better is if it were just queer eye. Uh, yeah, that's my note. <laughs> but this date, date was, was very truly- cute, and I really like. Well, the second part of the date was cute, and I actually really like Zach. Like, I'm like a big big Zach girl. I like Zach too. This date was like the best of times and the worst of times for me. Like Karamo there, best of times. Watching the little home movie in a private movie theater, best of times. Worst of times, a staged movie premiere with fake paparazzi standing standing in front of a step and repeat that says me and you. It's like the Kim Kardashian iPhone game. Like that's what they were doing. It was so stupid. So that's literally what. They and were I loved doing. that like, game. Was... But like, I was like, I live in a state of delusion. So of course I love that game. Like <laughs> these are like grown fucking adults trying to find love, and they're like, we're gonna pretend you're going to a movie premiere. What? How like, old I don't are we? understand why they couldn't have just had the same date that they had with Karamo and just showed up at a private movie theater no. and watched the whole movie. I'm fairly like, sure they've so done that date before, like years and years ago. It was like an alley or an, I mean, an Ashley season, 
but like they just went to a movie theater alone and they were dressed like normal people and just yeah. like watched their and it was like their home movies or whatever and it was like oh my god that's so cute like the, like these were two separate dates like the dolled up date should have been the oh tan friend special and like oh i'm gonna style you guys to like go to a romantic dinner and then the movie date should have been them going to like a private movie theater and just like watching this like, yeah. it was so weird that they were like we're gonna cosplay as movie stars like <laughs> what so it just <laughs> yeah. was like two separate dates and then karamo should have had a whole other date which was group therapy like all of this didn't go together yeah None of it was just a it was a, a word it was salad. A, like, it, was it was a too much. Show. Yeah, which much like Rachel's styling um for this movie premiere, it was a fuck show. Um, like you know that Tan France was watching this at home, like, like quaking that they let Karamo do this. Like lime green dress with the fur feather shrug. What's going on? Crimes against humanity. Um uh, Rachel is kind of getting we can get into styling kind of at the end, but she's kind of getting a Katie Thurston styling, which is upsetting because she's literally stunning and has a way better personality than Katie Thurston. <laughs> like, why um, are they doing her and like Gabby, this? It's like Gabby is styled so well, generally. And then like Rachel's outfits are just like, she wears a lot of neon. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, this is weird. Like, this is not what she should, like, nobody should be styled in this. It's an effect. It all tracks with weird. Anyway. With the you and me of it all, it all tracks. Um, so she wears a lot of neon. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Like I'm like roasting you. <laughs> so um, anyway, they're sitting in the movie theater. They watch these whole movies, and something significant is that Zach says that it's like kind of interesting that he ended up on the state with Rachel because he loves that Rachel's a pilot because his dad has always really loved planes. His dad wanted to be a military pilot but wasn't. But he, like, loves planes. And so when Zach was a kid, he used to take him to, like, nearby airports. And they would watch the planes take off. And he would, like, name all the planes or whatever. And Rachel, like, immediately starts crying and is, like, me and my dad used to do that. And, like, oh, big sometimes on The Bachelor, when they, like, do things like this, it's, like, my mom used to make me grilled cheese. Oh, my, oh God. my God. And then they start crying. But this was, like, legitimately kind of a niche thing. It was That cute. they both grew yeah. up doing. This <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, sometimes they do shit like this, and it's the most, like, put on, like, normal shit. Like, oh, yeah. my mom put my right shoe on me before my left <laughs> shoe, too. And it's, like, okay. Like, so <laughs> just egregious. But this one was actually super cute. And, like, of course, like, planes mean a lot to Rachel, so I feel like it was just, like, perfect. I just, like, really liked Zach. I felt like he was very genuine um, and, like, down for anything. And we'll get to yeah. the other one-on-one one -on -one of the night, which I did not feel that energy from in the sec in Gabby's one-on-one. -on -one. So I just, like, appreciated Zach, uh, especially in hindsight after Gabby's date. I was like, oh, Zach's, like, actually, like, a really good guy. And I feel like after Rachel's first week where she sent home her one-on-one -on -one date, I actually yeah. felt like Zach was, like, a good fit for her. Like, he was very cute. Um, yeah, they were they were good together. Um, so then as this date is is going on, Gabby decides that she's going to – obviously, he gets the rose. So yep. Gabby decides that she's going to go – hang out at the, the house because she's like I want to try to get to know these dudes better she's I feel so like I don't mean really know them yet. I'd be like time for guy right. time <laughs> right Ew. so Gabby like shows up at the house like so chill all the guys are just sitting around outside like in their basically their sweats and they're all just like shooting the shit and Gabby shows up she's like hey and they're all like hey and like none of them know what to do with the fact that she's there because it's like they got no warning she was going to be there right. they got no like anything so 
this, so I get it. Like they're all throwing around the football. She's like, I want to see what you guys do during the day. And so the guys are like, okay, like we throw the football. We like, we they had like out. a, and they like, had like a dick fight. Like they're like, oh, mostly <laughs> masturbate, but <laughs> you can watch. So, um, <laughs> so they do what she's asking them to do, which is just, yeah. she wants to hang out with them doing what they normally do. And like, I, again, I hate to defend men, but the one no. thing I'll give them in this situation is that I think these guys genuinely like each other. And the reason that that's important is because when it's on a group date, it's like understood, like, okay, we are here to talk to Gabby. We're all going to take turns talking to Gabby. That's what we do on this date. Versus in the context of this, it almost felt like nobody wanted to be the first guy to pull her because it was just such right. like a casual hangout. Well, you feel like- Which you, I kind you know, of get. Again, not to defend, because like this is the same thing that happened during Michelle's season where she, and she was on a group date and they yeah. all ignored her and she was like- Yeah, that was going on? <laughs> She was like, that was I'm worse. literally here. But with this, it's very true. It's like, because- not that they should really care about what the other guys think like ultimately they should just be like oh the girl that I like is here I'm gonna talk to her but men are stupid and they're simple creatures and they most likely felt like oh it's guy time and if I pull her aside it looks like I'm trying to suck up yeah. or it looks like I you know I'm like a quote-unquote villain I don't know like I, like especially because it's like you know that if one dude had been like, hey, Gabby, could I talk to you for a sec? The guy right. would have been like, that's not what today right. was supposed to be about. Like, we're and supposed like- to be hanging out, bro. Yeah. Like, it's like, he they may just have not wanted to risk getting shit. It, yeah. Like, do I agree with it? No. I kind of am, like, of two minds about it. I'm like, if the girl you really like is there, yeah, you're yeah. gonna, like, want to be like, oh, my God, hi. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I understand I why think, Gabby like- felt like, oh, they just, like, aren't into me. Because, like, I would have felt the same. It's like, oh, I'm, like, with the, this. If Even if it's just, like, of course, like, one guy that I'm into and he, like, ignores me all night or all day, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, maybe he's not that yeah. into me. But at the same time, if my boyfriend were like, hey, I'm going to guys' night and I insisted upon going for some reason, and then he ignored me the whole time, like, that's on me. Like, I didn't have to yeah. go to guys' night. Like, I could have stayed home. <laughs> and, like, I, also I was, like, like, but you know, I was, like, invited, quote-unquote, but, like, that's not on him if I'm ignored, you know? Yeah. That's kind of the I vibe that I also feel like it's, gave. like, sometimes what they try to mediate, and I think it works well, is if they want a more chill day at the house with them, they'll do, like, the pool party or whatever. But, right. like, the guys get noticed that that's happening. Like, right. okay, hey, the girls are coming over. Like, right. what are we going to do? There's going to be girls here. So, I don't here. know. <laughs> there, there's yeah. going to be girls here. Yeah. Can we invite some girls? Um, They're like <laughs> frat, literally frat guys. Um, so yeah, they I don't mean, have their yeah. phones. They have to like pick up Playboys off the ground or something. Like, what do yeah, they use? Literally. They're like sending up a smoke signal. They're like, Gabby and Rachel, come over, please. They're like um, loading Pornhub on desktop computers. Yeah, and yeah, literally. Literally. Um, whatever it takes. So yeah, I mean, I was kind of of two minds about it. I was like, I get it. Like, I would also feel kind of like a degree yeah. of rejection because it's like you're all supposed to be into me and you're not. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I mean, you went like during guy time. Yeah. And like, uh, am I vehemently against guy time? Absolutely. I don't think that they should be able to convene. Um, <laughs> what do they talk about? They shouldn't do that. Um, but <laughs> But she did interrupt it, so I get it. 
So I, I don't know. To be I don't know. I've gone over to Ryan's when he was like playing video games with his friends and he didn't talk to me the whole time. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's fine. I knew you were playing video games with your friends. Like, And I chose to be here. I chose to be here to watch that. That's on me. I could have stayed home today. And so. I know that we're probably like, some listeners are going to be like, do you guys really feel that way? And it's like, it's like, no, I think it's like less even about the guy time and more about no. the fact that they, it almost seemed like they were, because it wasn't in the context of a date, they almost yeah. didn't know how to treat it. Yeah. Um, which I get. So totally. And anyways, I'm not actually um, Eric, guy time. I'm like, hang out. I'm I don't like care. a little against it. Do whatever you want. I mean, again, it's like, what are you guys talking about? But like, I actually don't want to know. So I'm like so actually very against like, it because every time Ben goes out for guide time, he comes home like, like with a raging hangover and is yeah. so annoying the next day. So yeah, that's I'm fair enough. You know what? I actually, I actually, <laughs> I do hate it and I'm going to double down. <laughs> I don't take anything back. <laughs> so anyway, Eric gets Gabby's one-on-one date card. It says three's a crowd. So everyone's like, is Rachel also going to be on the date? Like, is it a two-on-one of like Gabby, Rachel and Eric? Like, what's the, what's the vibe? Um, and that's, not at all what it is. Um, the next day Gabby shows up to pick up Eric and they're like, Gabby, what does the date card mean? And she's like, you know, and then grandpa John comes in. We've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. <laughs> I honestly want grandpa John to replace Jesse. I just host really the whole do. Season. He should be the host. This is so stupid. Like, like he's awesome. We've been waiting for Grandpa John to be here, and now he is. Thank God. And everybody was tweeting, like, it would be so weird to meet someone's grandpa on this first date. I really don't give a fuck. Sit down. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, the right guy, if it's, like, the right guy and they're into you enough, they will make fun, like, with you out of the situation. Like, Ben met my mom on, like, our second date because it just, like, was a funny, like, she happened to be out near us. We met her at the bar, and, like, Ben is so quiet, so reserved, but, like, he had a great time. Yeah. Like, if you like the person enough, it's not that weird. It's not a big deal. And, like, yeah, Ryan met my sister before we were dating, and, like, yeah, I made them hang out. I was like, you guys, I was like, my sister has to like you before I'm going to commit to dating you. <laughs> like, if my yeah. sister hates you, bye. Like, my sister is the person I trust more than anyone. So, yeah. Um, And I feel like that's how Gabby is with her grandpa. And that's how America is with Gabby's grandpa. That's like, how I am with my grandpa. With, that's how I am with your grandpa, too. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, I need to set up time for him to meet Ryan so he can really vet him. <laughs> I just grandpa feel would like- be like. My grandpa would meet Ryan and be like, you're an actor, you say? (laughs) And I would live. I would live and breathe. Um, So, I don't know. Like, people were online were like, whatever. I don't care. It's great television and Grandpa John is always welcome. Like, in future seasons when Gabby's not on, I would welcome (laughs) Grandpa John being on a date. (laughs) And also, like, I'm sorry, but if you're not a grown-ass man enough to hang out with someone's grandpa and, like, have fun with it, like... Because imagine how great this date would have been if he had had such a great time and like made it so normal and natural. We would have been like, that is the sexiest thing. That's so like, right. But no, he fucks it up. So then no, which Nate, Nate would have been like that. Just yeah. Nate would have. I mean, I love Nate already, but we couldn't give him another one-on-one that would be playing favorites, but I am playing favorites. Nate's my favorite. And he would have made this date the best. So cute. (laughs) Yeah. So they go to this like sound bath thing and, um, we really don't see very much of 
Eric. Yeah. Like we mostly see Grandpa John talking about it. And he's like, at my age, any new experience is a good experience. Would I ever do it again? No. No. <laughs> Where's my beer? <laughs> I was like, oh and my it, God. And it like cuts to Gabby and she's like, I love stuff like this. Like I love sound baths. It always makes me feel so rejuvenated. And Grandpa John's like, where's my beer? Literally. Grandpa John needs his own spinoff actually. Like Meatball Queer Eye. And then Grandpa John is just keeping up with Grandpa John. Um, And it's just like everything he does. uh, Always. He should be on the Bachelor Senior spinoff that they keep trying to get off the ground for the last five years. They were trying to pitch it to us with the later part of this date, which is that they go bowling. Uh, <laughs> I paused, I paused just like to take it in, which is very cute and wholesome. And like what you would do on, if we were normal people and it was like, Hey, we're going to go on a date with my grandpa. Let's go bowling. So Gabby like quote, spontaneously approaches an older woman who happens to be miked named Julie. Hired actor. Like, would you, Julie would you wanted like to, to make play? her big break. <laughs> Julie's pitching herself for the senior spinoff. Um, and so she's like, do you want to like bowl with me and my grandpa? And Julie's like, sure. And part of me thinks she might've genuinely been someone they found in the bowling alley that they asked if she wanted to be on the show and Mike turned stuff because she, they didn't focus on her at all. Like she was just there. I mean, Julie, if you were trying to make a play to be on senior bachelor, you're really boring. Like, (laughs) I know like this wasn't it. I hate to tell you this. You did not make an impression on America. Um, no, but it was like, fine. Like whatever. It was like cute. It just, all of this. I think all of this could have been so much better if Eric weren't actually a brick wall. Like he's actually yeah, so boring. No personality. Like which is crazy because the first episode, he was actually a standout for me. I was like, oh my God, he like gets along so well with both of them. He's super like charismatic. Da, da, da. I got nothing from him. Like go girl, give us nothing. He was so Isn't boring. Isn't he the person, if I'm remembering correctly in the preview for next week, that ends up thinking that he's like more into Rachel than he is into Gabby? I actually think that's someone else. I think it's someone that Rachel gives the the rose to that is more into Gabby. Oh, right. Or thinks they're more, or not more into Gabby, but doesn't know how they feel. But they all, it's one of the guys that looks exactly the same. There's like three of them that look fucking, I think it's Logan. Is it the chicks guy? They look the same. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. They look the same. Eric like is the mullet version. Like he's like the Walmart version of Logan. Um, Anyway. Yeah, I I don't know. He's just boring. I was just like, you're literally giving us nothing. And I just, I think that this is why I probably like Zach so much. Because I was like, at least Zach was like playing along and engaging and like, yeah, contributing and like sharing. And Eric is just, and it only gets worse with Eric. Like, this is the beginning. Like, this is the bowling part. This is arguably the most fun part of the date. (laughs) And he's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, so then we say goodbye to Grandpa John, unfortunately. I would have loved if it was the three of them at dinner. Worst. But oh my God. it wasn't. Um, he's so like Eric sli- and- he's like sipping noodles. Like he's like slurping. He's like <laughs> <laughs> they're like trying to have a deep talk. Grandpa John's like, yummy. Got you a pepe. Grandpa John's like <laughs> sipping on a Budweiser. Um, like, I got my beer. Yeah. So they go to dinner, Eric and Gabby. And they start talking about family stuff. And we learn that Eric's parents are still married. And uh, he comes from, like, a pretty happy, like, home and situation. This is something that, like, I get it when people come on the show too prepared and know too much. And it's like, oh, you know too much and you're too much of a fan. But, like, Eric was like, obviously, when you see your parents so in love, it's such a goals moment. And it's like, if you had literally Googled Gabby or watched a moment of last season... You would like know that her parents aren't together and that like she has a really great relationship with her dad and not so much her mom. Like it's not, it's accessible information. Like, (laughs) yeah. 
And the way he talks, also, even if you don't know that about her, the way that he talks about it, I don't know. It's so like presumptuous to be like, obviously when we see our parents so in love and it's like, not everyone's parents are, and it's fine. Like, (laughs) I gotta say, I actually clocked this with Rachel earlier too, when she was talking to Zach on their date, he was talking about his dad. He very clearly wasn't talking about his Mm -hmm. mom at the time. We don't know why his parents actually are still together and it's fine. Yeah. But Rachel goes, Oh, are you close with your mom too? And I'm like, that's also the same kind of presumptuous question. Like just because you're fortunate enough to have good relationships with both of your parents. Like it's like, I, I would phrase that question of like, Oh, what is your relationship like with your parents? And that opens the window for them to say, Oh, my mom passed. My parents are divorced. My like anything that the situation is, but just to say, Oh, are you close with your mom too? What if his mom was dead? You know, like it's a very, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why did she ask it like that? You're so right. I, I clocked that too. Obviously I forgot because it happened four days ago, but (laughs) I can't remember. Um, (laughs) That's the first thing that I would do differently. That yeah, me. it just like it it I don't know. And I feel like with Eric, it's like you could have opened this conversation up to be like, what's your relationship with your parents like? Like mine is like this, whatever. I don't know. He just immediately went in and was t- maybe something was cut. We don't know again. Fucking yeah, but, it seems like but it like wasn't. he just kind of went right in and was like, Well, my parents are super in love. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> like I yeah, don't know. it was just very presumptuous. It just felt weird. And then Gabby needs to step away for a second. She goes to the producers and she's like. I don't know how you explain to someone on a first date what it's like to have a mom that doesn't love you and like all this like really like really sad stuff and like talking about how like it's like one of obviously the most the first the first relationships you ever have in your life are with your parents and she's like I just don't have that kind of parental love from a mother that like most people have. And that's obviously very difficult for her. So she takes a couple minutes with the producers to talk about it. She goes back to the table. And this is where I think a lot of the conversation was cut because we see Gabby tell him about it and we don't really see a great response by him, but then she's like hugging him. They're kind of like kissing. They're doing the whole thing. It seems like he was very comforting in the conversation because I don't think Gabby, Gabby in general seems like she has a very good read on people. Yeah. She's smart enough not to just be like, okay, now I'm going to push myself on you, even though you give me nothing. But like, Like, that's, that's what it came off as with the editing. Like, I was just like, is this man just fucking saying nothing and staring at her? Like, that's what they made it look like. Yeah. And then she was like, I feel so seen by him. Like he was so comforting this, that, the other thing. And I just don't think that Gabby of all people would say those things if he had genuinely given nothing in the conversation. I agree. So, but it does lead me to believe that he's like not making it super far because it's like, if he were, they would have edited it to be like, wow, look how fucking amazing this guy is. Um, and if he is the one, then it wasn't edited and he's actually just like a fucking brick wall, but like, (laughs) like, it it leads me to believe that like, he's not like, it makes me feel like, okay, he's not going to make it super far because if he were, they definitely would have shown more. more. Like they were just kind of like, oh, Gabby's really upset about something. That's like one of the most upsetting plot lines I've seen on the show. Like I was like, this is devastating. Like, yeah, this is like, I mean. I don't know. There's just something so sad about it. That's like, you know, it's not, of course, it's like so upsetting every time someone comes on and it's like, they have a a parent who's, who's passed or a family member who's passed, but it's like, this one is like hard for a different reason. And it's like, she's alive. 
she just doesn't have a relationship with her. And that's super yeah. hard. Like I really, yeah. I really feel for her. So if he was just giving nothing, I'm like, ah, trash. I'm hoping right. that's not the case. I'm hoping it was just edited that way. Cause they were like, ah, oh, he doesn't make it that far. Like <laughs> He's not right. that important. <laughs> so then he does get the rose. Um, and then we kind of conclude before the rose ceremony with a group date, which is a photo shoot date with the resident bachelor photo shoot date photographer who with the iPhone I- four picnic fucking bachelor <laughs> photographer. It's so bad every time. And they keep having him back. Like they don't listen to this podcast. If we ever needed proof, we have it. Um, so they do a photo shoot date. It's really fun. Like they're all dressing up. They're taking different pictures. They're doing this, that, and the other thing. Not really much to say about it. Other than that, um, it gets to the end. They're doing like proposal style photo shoots. And we see Gabby do one with someone who's not Nate and it cuts to Nate in a one-on-one. And he's like, as long as Gabby's having fun, I don't really get too jealous. Like I know I have my own relationship with her. And I was like, mature King, like you there's never lit- been a more mature man. I quite literally couldn't love him more. Like <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Nate and Gabby, Nate and Gabby give me Jojo and Jordan. Like Jordan, Jordan was like so clearly a front runner on Jojo's season that like he was kind of the same way. Like Jojo like had these other dates with all these other men and like Jordan never really seemed phased by it. And I feel like it was kind of the same thing. It's like, as long as she's having fun and she's happy, like we have our own relationship and I need to focus on that. Yeah. The whole idea of like, I love seeing her happy so much that if she's happy, then like, I don't care that, um, literally bury me in the ground like that is so cute I was like this is literally so wholesome and so sweet I fucking love Nate he's my favorite I mean not that that was a secret obviously I can't fucking stop talking about him so (laughs) I don't think anyone's surprised they they do a proposal between Gabby and Nate that is like so much more heartfelt than like any of the other ones that happen Um, and then we go to the kind of the like dinner and, portion and of like the, the pictures date. that they take, like look so, so cute. cute. Like someone posted them like bachelor nation or one of the bachelor accounts like posted it. And I was like, this is literally so cute. Like, yeah, it's like fucked up. <laughs> like, I was like, this feels like a genuine wedding photo shoot. I I'm obsessed. Anyway, I love Nate. And that's the last good thing I'm going to say about this group of men tonight. Cause it only gets worse right. from here. <laughs> so then we go to the dinner portion and uh, it's at SoFi Stadium, which fuck SoFi Stadium. Uh, so much of Los Angeles lives in poverty and in homelessness. And they were given a tax break of like several billion dollars to build SoFi Stadium, even though they had a perfectly good stadium. I digress. Fuck, fuck SoFi the Rams. Stadium. Fuck the Rams. Fuck the Rams. <laughs> Faithful to the, the platform. Anyway. <laughs> One thing about us is we will be faithful to the Bay, despite knowing 20% of the rules of football. <laughs> despite it being the most embarrassing trait about me, I will root for the 49ers. <laughs> it's honestly less embarrassing for us than it has been for my mom, who's been a 49ers fan her whole life. Like, at least they got decent in the last couple of years. Yeah, like, she, yeah. she was the last team in the, in the league. It's, 49ers it's embarrassing fan. for her because, like, my dad grew up in San Francisco and then met my mom and was like, I'm going to be a Patriots fan now. Cause that's enough. Like <laughs> he was like, he's like, Oh, I'm married to someone from Boston. I'm not going to root for those guys anymore. And then I'm like his, again, I live in delusion. So I'm his daughter. That's like the 49ers are amazing. Like, why did you abandon us? <laughs> oh my God. 
Um, so Delusional. they go, they go to this dinner at SoFi. Rachel's having a great time. She's making out with guys on the field left and right. Like she's having a blast. And then Gabby, it, it, you see Rachel in and in the moment go, I hope Gabby's having as much fun tonight as I am. And then it, and that was our red That's, flag. It was like, well, and now I know we're going to see Gabby having not a good time. Like, right. <laughs> so we cut to Gabby and she's talking first to Tyler. That's the last of the names of the guys that I've written down for my notes. Okay. So I know the first one was with Tyler. I don't remember Tyler. And Tyler was fairly uh, yeah. decent about it. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler was the okay. first one and okay. he was really good about it. He was yeah. like, I think you're awesome. And like, I think in the real world, like I could totally see us being friends and hanging out. Like, I think you're such a great girl, but I think right now I've built a stronger connection with Rachel and I just really want to pursue that and like, be fair to both of you and not, you know, whatever. Yeah. Lovely. And Gabby was like, Oh my God. Amazing. Like, that's so nice of you. Totally. Like, and he was so sweet, literally so nice. And then the next one I fucking remember because he's on my shit list. We go from this like very respectful. And I think had it happened to either of the women, it would have been like, great. No worries. Like, like if Nate had said that to Rachel, awesome. You know, because that's how you're supposed to handle it. Uh, and then Hayden grocery store, Joe Walmart version. He's the Walmart store Joe. <laughs> uh, great value Joe. Great value Joe is like talking to Gabby. And we've known Hayden is all for Rachel since day one. Like he's the one that made her the birthday right. card. Like he, like we get it. You know what I mean? It's like as the audience, like, yes, no problem with that. He, he refers to Gabby after this like breakdown. Oh wait, was shirtless guy before him? No. So, okay. Uh, I actually, the maybe yes. Maybe anyway, yes. it does. I'll, I'll tell shirtless guy first. Cause it's less consequential. Shirtless guy is just kind of a dick. He's like, even if we met in, if you were the only person here, he was like, if you were the only person on planet earth and it was just you and me, I would choose to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, not really, but like basically. So that was shirtless guy. Fuck that guy, whatever. Uh, who cares? And also like, I think part of the thing about the shirtless guy thing too is it's not so much what these guys say as it is how they say it. Like there have been men that have left the bachelorette in the past when there was only one of them because they didn't feel a connection, but you don't need to say that to her. I feel like the point he was trying to make was like, I would leave. (laughs) I I, right. It's like, I feel like he was trying to make her feel better, but of course it only made her feel worse to be like, if you were the only woman here, I would hate you. <laughs> like, not really, but that's like <laughs> the vibe it gave. So that guy, and then Hayden, who we know is into Rachel. We've known since day one. And he yeah. basically is trying to, he's he's just, he's an idiot. He, did, he puts his foot in his mouth. Yeah, he puts his foot in his mouth. And he does regret it, but he's basically like, Rachel and I, you know, I just see myself with Rachel more like you. I don't want to say rough around the edges, but basically right. like you're rough around the edges which after the whole you know thing that Gabby has already gone through on this episode obviously hits her fucking hard and she's like great I already feel unworthy to be the bachelorette now I feel like I'm like yeah not perfect enough not good enough etc sends her into a spiral like and I think part of it is too it's like even if you're doing this with your best friend like I think women are conditioned to compare ourselves to other women even if it's someone who's your best friend you don't want to compare yourself like when you've got someone like Rachel who polished is almost as bad of a word as or a term is rough around the edges it's not that Gabby's not polished or or that she's rough no. around the edges it's just that Rachel 
Rachel gives very like pageant queen answers. Like yeah. she's very like she's very she's very censored in the way she speaks to people and like she replies versus Gabby is is a hundred percent herself all the time. And Real. I mean that as a compliment towards yeah. Gabby and a little bit of a slight towards Rachel because I feel like Rachel sometimes is almost too polite and too well, yeah, even uh-huh, if you look totally at Clayton, if you look at Clayton last right. season, like Gabby was having none of that bullshit. She was right. like, fuck you, no. And Rachel was like heartbroken. To- both of those reactions Which were is fine. totally yeah. valid. They're just very different. Like Gabby is always gonna, like she said it multiple times to men on the season. She's like, oh, men are dumb. I didn't think you'd notice my like <laughs> hair extensions or whatever. Yeah, spray tan. Like, She's just not gonna fucking censor herself, which is what I think so many people like love about her. Um, Yeah. And so it's like sad to watch her kind of be like, this is what makes me imperfect. It's like, that's what makes you like one of my favorite bachelorettes, literally. Like, (laughs) I think that you're an amazing bachelorette because you're just like a normal fucking person. And you're like, yeah, men are dumb. Like, I don't trust them. And like, I'm going to tell it like it is, you know? I think it's like part of the problem. And, and, comparing myself to Gabby a little bit, I think coming from like a little bit more of a broken home sort of situation, like it is very easy to like see my like female friends that have very normal, stable family lives and kind of compare. Cause like when I know when I've started dating partners in the past, I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I have to explain this shit to them. You know, like Mm -hmm. they can't just like come to my house and like meet my family. And it's just like a totally easy, you know, carefree thing. So it's like when you've got Gabby who has a very complicated, messy relationship with her family. And then you've got someone like Rachel, who's like, yeah, like my dad's just overprotective. Huh? Like, and that's like her biggest problem with her family. It's like, it hits you, you know, yeah, like, of course, that's like when people complain about their dads, they're like, he's too involved. Like he's, he does too much for me. I'm like, that must be so hard. That was literally <laughs> me last episode. <laughs> Roast me. I was like, I have daddy issues. because My dad didn't no, prepare me. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, I, I totally no, no, no. That's not what I mean by it at all. No, but, but I totally get it. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, cry me a fucking river. Like, I bet that's really hard yeah. for you, you know? <laughs> no, I like totally forgot you even said that about that's your dad. Fine. And I like didn't even think about it last no. week when you said it. But I more so mean like bitches I hate, you know? That no, are like, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, when anyone I hate like complains so nice to me. versus when my best friend complains, I'm like, uh, what right. a bitch. <laughs> like, no, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I, t- I don't know. I totally get it. I just feel for her because I'm like, Gabby, everything you're saying is what makes you one of the best bachelorettes yeah and Rachel is also a really fucking good bachelorette like nothing she does makes her a worse bachelorette it's just like I think Gabby is like I'm not good enough and I'm like all of those things are what make this fucking great Like, like right and also like I think on shows like The Bachelor that celebrate heterosexuality skinny people white Mm -hmm. people affluent people like this that and the other thing like Rachel represents a lot of those things and not that Gabby isn't a lot. She's also very skinny and she is white and she's a lot of those things, but it's like, it's also a lot of those things. But I think like 50% of marriages end in divorce. Like Gabby represents a lot of people whose parents aren't perfect and who like, and she also represents people that like, I think so typically on this show, women are so expected, like the bachelorettes are expected to like 
conform to this, like, you have to be perfect. You have to be like affluent. You have to have a good job. You have to have like, right. All of these things and all of these qualifications. I think this is something Rachel talked about in her book a lot. And I feel I'm, I'm sure, especially as a black bachelorette, it, it's tenfold. Like, it's like you experience that more than any, yeah. anyone. Um, so I think that we often put this pressure on women and I kind of hope that Gabby as the bachelorette will shift a bit. And she's still like a very smart, bright, like, like there's yeah. not anything wrong with her. It's just that like, I feel like she's more able to kind of store her mind. Person. Yeah. She's just more like, no, I don't want to do that. Yes. I want to do that. Whatever. Like she's just her own person. I and I'm like- hopeful that that'll kind of shift and make more of the bachelorettes be able to do that. And like empower women going forward because it's like, they often have to just live in this bubble of being like, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do because I'm the bachelorette and I'm under a microscope and I have to do whatever I, you know, can to. I think Gabby is what they were hoping Katie would be. Mm-hmm. Like less censored, less all this kind of stuff, which Katie yeah. was. She was just also a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but like. She was literally a domestic terrorist, but she also definitely spoke her mind. Um. But like Gabby, I think they're trying for the kind of a take two yes. of that type of bachelorette. Yeah. Um, and I'm also Hannah hopeful. Brown was kind of like that too. Yeah, I agree. I'm hopeful it'll just open it up to more um, bachelorettes in the future who are able to just kind of like be who they are, say what they want to say and like yeah. not feel those pressures um, specifically I mean, specifically with the bachelorette, like black bachelorettes, like I feel like they feel that pressure yeah, more. So like, I'm like, if we open it up now with Gabby, my hope is that in the future, we'll be able to open it up when we have another black bachelorette, hopefully next year, who yeah. can like, because is able to just be themselves. Like, I feel like the pressure of being the bachelorette is so fucking stupid. <laughs> and that definitely is a white woman privilege that yeah. like Gabby, even though she struggles with it, clearly, like she is getting kind of negative feedback for it. Like totally. Gabby has the privilege of a white woman to go totally. on the show. And it's same thing with Hannah Brown, like to go on the show, speak their mind, never forget, never forget when Hannah Brown said to Luke Parker, I have sex and Jesus still loves me. And America celebrated. Right. But we have bachelorettes like Rachel and Michelle who would never be able to say something like that on the show because of the criticism that they would receive, totally. which Rachel and Michelle have both been very open about. So I mean, Rachel was blacklisted because Chris Harrison stepped down quote unquote because yeah. of her it wasn't because of her it was because of chris harrison like he did right. that to himself and and white america and so many people right. blamed rachel for it like right she wasn't even the bachelorette at the time you know it's like they do not they're not afforded the same benefit of the doubt they're not afforded the same quote unquote privilege yeah um, and i'm so i think you're right like i hope i'm like her- i'm hoping that this will maybe start more to like turn the tides towards just like fucking normal fucking people being the bachelorette yeah like because I've loved a lot of the bachelorettes we've had, but it's like, they're not a normal person. You know what I mean? Right. Like Jojo Fletcher and I do not have anything in common. Like You both have I, insane abs. I will say. I love her. <laughs> I love her, but like, not really, you know, just like not yeah. super relatable. It doesn't mean her season was worse. It just means that like, I want to see more people that are quote unquote rough around the edges. Like, I think that's right. interesting. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Right. So, um, a lot of the guys, basically at the root of this is that Gabby has back-to-back conversations like this, where these men are telling her that they're going to pursue Rachel and they get progressively worse. Like Tyler's yeah. was good in the way that the conversation should be had. And they just get progressively more offensive, more just disgusting more per- and more personal. It's just like right. Hayden's was just personal. It's just like, I don't like you. 
like, Who okay. for you? Right. Uh, so then Rachel doesn't know any of this and they go to give their group date roses <laughs> at the end of the night and Rachel gives hers to Avon and who's a sweetheart and Gabby yeah, goes, yeah, he's so cute. And Gabby goes, um, you know, like I've had some conversations tonight that really just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And for that reason, like, I'm not going to be giving a group date rose. And like, nobody's more shook than Rachel who like clearly doesn't just know like, anything about this. And she's like, what the Her jaw like fuck? actually hits the floor. She's like, oh. <laughs> Rachel what the like, fuck? but that goes against the sanctity of the bachelorette. Yeah. Like you <laughs> yeah, have to give the rose. She, she gave off a little bit of like nerd vibes being like, oh my God, Gabby, you have to give the rose. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my so God. Me. <laughs> so funny. Um, me in a sorority. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad Gabby didn't give the rose because I think it was important to be like, hey, wake the fuck up. Like you can't just say whatever you want. That being said, I wish she'd just given it to Nate. <laughs> me too like, i thought the same thing and been like i was like give it to nate like who fucking cares he was the he was the guy that was the nicest to you um yeah, so yeah. fucking yeah he deserves it but i get it like i i, I appreciate that she didn't because i do think that she needed to be like prove the point of like hey you guys are like real dickheads like <laughs> right so then um we go to the rose ceremony which they decide Wait, to do separate i actually thought this first, format was very interesting first we have arguably my favorite moment of the season which is the women, which is Rachel being like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah, 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 duh. And they're like, and Gabby's like, I'm going to spill. And she tells her everything. And Gabby's like, or, and Rachel's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Like, she's like, she's like, do you want she's me to say something? True, fully bestie vibes. Again, this is why the season is enjoyable to watch. It's like, you get to watch the girl talk to her best friend instead right. of fucking Jesse Palmer. <laughs> Right. It's We've so not awesome. seen Jesse once. Yeah, by the way, Jesse is like not even in LA. Like he's like <laughs> simply fucking anywhere else. Um like even Chris was there more. No, he's literally not there. But he we're about to see a lot of him because the rose ceremony from hell is about to happen. But but this is like one of again, it's like my favorite fucking thing. It's like you get to watch these two women bond with each other. And they never take it out on each other. Gabby is like devastated. She's really upset. And Rachel's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'll handle it. Fuck these guys. Like, she's like, what a fucking idiot. Like, what an asshole. Like, she's like pissed. She's as pissed as Gabby for Gabby. And I love that. They're girls, girls. To the fucking But also, so Gabby names names. She says exactly who it was. She says Hayden. And I know she says Hayden, right? Mm -hmm. I know she says Joe. Joe doesn't end up getting a rose from either of them, but does Hayden, does Rachel still get Hayden one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's her last rose. We'll get there. It was very, I think Rachel, I don't think she changed her answer, but I think she struggled with it. Like, I think, yeah, we'll get there. I think that there's some like, well, he, this guy is really fucking into me. So I'm going to right keep him and slash also, produce slash like fucking producer sway dude like i don't know if she's also, that into that into him but they wanted to keep drama for another week which it looks like from the preview he's the drama next week so but also again i he like was fucked up for saying that to her but i think he knew he put his foot in his mouth as soon yeah. as he said it he like kind of tried to backpedal a little bit yeah and i do ultimately like i'm not defending him but i am saying that men are fucking morons they're stupid and like like i can literally see one of my guy friends accidentally saying something like that and being like oh like that's not what i meant like and like they're good guys like i think probably the reason rachel struggled with the hayden decision is because up until that comment to gabby he's really given her no reason to think he's a bad guy of course um and i mean the other thing with hayden and i think the reason that i 
dislike him and again there's so much fucking editing it's like possible that they just cut this but when the when after the women leave and gabby's like i'm not giving a rose the men are like what the fuck is going on they're like what did you say to her da 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 and Hayden is like, nothing, I didn't say it. Like, he's kind of, like, defensive. And he's like, I just said that I yeah. like, wasn't as into her. I'm more into Rachel. Da, da, da. And, like, a few of the guys kind of say that. But Hayden is, very like, kind of doubles down on it. Defensive, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're, of course you're allowed to be, like, into Rachel. Like, I, who cares? But, and and I also get not wanting to admit to your, like, group of guy friends that you told a woman she's rough around the edge. That also, like, you just kind of fucked them over, too. Yeah, you, like, fucked everyone over. Like, of course, he's like, um, but he did, he was kind of like, um, I just said my piece. Like, very defensive of himself. And I was like, okay, I mean, you were kind of a dick about it, but whatever. Yeah. So, then we go to the rose ceremony, which is cocktail parties canceled. And oh yeah, they canceled that. I thought that was a given. Decide, Anytime anything tumultuous yeah, happens, they cancel the dude, cocktail Jesse party. Jesse walks in and we're like immediately like, great. But <laughs> they were like, yeah, the, the cocktail bar is canceled and we're changing the format because last week it was, if you get a rose tonight, it's from both of us. And Jesse says the women are struck. They're not having a good time. All is not well. And we're changing the format. And if you get a rose tonight, it is from the person giving you the rose specifically. And if you feel that you are not as connected to that person, you're more connected to the other person you should not accept that rose because they're giving you this rose personally. And it's now yeah, like yeah. going, uh, two roads diverged. Like we're going right. down, we have two bachelorettes, they are separate, they have separate groups of men. That's the and I know that's that, the way we're going. I know that there's been a lot of negative feedback surrounding this episode and the season's format and all of that kind of stuff, which I get. That being said, I actually think episode three is the perfect time I, for this to happen. Because it's like, it's early enough on where they don't have that serious of connections with anyone, but it's far enough in where they know who they like and the yep. guys in theory should know who they like. Like I, I, I 100% think it's agree. to do it. I think it's perfect. Yeah. If you're going to have two bachelorettes, give them the first two weeks, three weeks to figure their shit out, figure out who they're into, you right. know, give them both a chance to like, you know, vibe, whatever, and then separate it. I think it's perfect. I really, I was like, good. It should, right. it, this is the perfect time for this to happen. Like I get the people that right. are like, they should have had their own men from the beginning. And I'm like, yeah, but then you have, they each get 15 men instead of 30. Like, right. Like it, it, I, I think it works out. everybody at this point. Right. I think it works out. I think they know who they want. They're, you know, I, I liked it to be honest. I hate yeah. that it came. I hate that it came from grief and then caused a bit more grief, but it's like, once you get over this really rough rose ceremony, <laughs> I think it'll be good because you're like giving roses to people and then they can reject them after this this is how it should be like now you have your own men you're not worried that they're not going to accept the rose as much so right so we start giving out roses everything is fine and good I don't even remember who the three are because it's like Termaine Meatball and somebody else but basically there's three guys that Rachel goes now. So we going into this rose ceremony as audience members are like, it's going to be Gabby that gets turned down because all these fucking dudes last night were like, I'm here for Rachel. Yeah. But then at the rose ceremony, Rachel gets turned down like three in a row. And the problem is that the roses get taken away from her if the guy doesn't accept it. So basically what happens is Tremaine is the first one to say he won't accept the rose. And Jesse comes in, takes the rose from Rachel, says she can't give it to anybody else. And then he's like, I think the most reasonable thing to do since Tremaine has said he's he's rejecting it because he wants Gabby. 
is put him back in the lineup. And if Gabby chooses to give him a rose, then he stays. Right. But obviously, if you turn down a rose from the one that wanted you and their best friends, the other one's not going to want like, yeah, you. Okay. Dude, like one thing about Meatball is Gabby does not want him. One fun fact about Meatball, (laughs) Gabby has not even looked at him more than one time. Um, (laughs) I think that Meatball should be flattered that with a nickname like Meatball, either of them wanted to give him a rose. Like he should have just been going home. The fact that Rachel in earnest said, Meatball, will you accept this rose? Is compliment enough, my friend. Take what you can get and run. Like the fact that he was like, um, which we'll get to meatball later because he has a moment. But anyway, um, yeah. My so note on it was <laughs> meatball rejecting Rachel down astronomical. Like that astronom- was de- like, well, this is the thing. And then I like, well, again, we'll talk about it. But like meatball, like comes back and he's like, I regret it. And I'm like, you're telling me that you rejected a rose from Rachel and you weren't that sure about Gabby. Like you should have been down fucking astronomically bad to have been like, no, like, what an idiot. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like they say no. And then like Jesse sneaks in like the Grinch and like steals away the rose. And he's like, now nah, you don't get this anymore. And it's like, oh my God, like it's intense. I think Gabby ends up with two or three more guys going into but, like, Rachel week. Rachel, already, Rachel had two already from her one-on-one and the group oh, date, which Gabby, Gabby didn't. Yeah. didn't have someone from the group. So it's like, Gabby has Kinda a few more, out. but it's like pretty even. Yeah. It's like not anything crazy. Yeah. So, and also Rachel, I get feeling rejected publicly and like that sucks, but yeah. also like the biggest thing that leads of this show complain about is that they didn't get enough time with people. So I'm like, if you have a smaller cast and you can get to know them better, like you don't care that much about meatball going forward in this competition. You just didn't want to be rejected. So it's like, honestly, Nobody knew gone. Like, nobody knew that there was a guy named Tremaine until literally this episode. Like, right. like someone right. tweeted and they were like, just found out that this guy is here. Like, it's like but I it's get also it. Like you get rejection is hard, that- but like you're hanging out with the people you like the most anyway. Like Right, like you get like Tino, you get like all these guys, Zach, like these guys that you actually have a connection and really like, like who gives a fuck if Termaine stayed, you know, right. like, like, like you never thought about him more than once. So, and we can't even remember the name of the third fucking guy. So like, <laughs> he definitely didn't matter. Like, <laughs> If the twins um, were still here. If the twins were still here, Gabby would have given one a rose. Rachel would have given the other one a rose. And then they would have like pulled some body swap stunts in the house so that they could still be going on dates with both of them. Like that's what would have happened. That would have been buddy comedy. I would have loved that. Um, But yeah, like whatever, you know, and also the guys, this is the funniest part to me is that the guys are waiting outside in their separate groups, like Gabby's guys and Rachel's guys. And like the funniest part is every time someone comes out, they're like, yo, you want to fuck Rachel too? Like they're like (laughs) so happy that this guy that they like is into the same girl as them. And I'm like, bro, don't celebrate. Like Like, it was literally the NFL draft. It literally was. I was like, you guys aren't playing fantasy football. Like this is you guys dating the same girl. Like, why are you happy? (laughs) It was so 
we see Rachel obviously upset. She was publicly rejected like three times and she's crying to Gabby about it. We talked about it at the beginning. It was like so me, but so annoying. Like Gabby is like, this is exactly how I felt last night. Like really trying to comfort her. Like, yeah, I get it. it. It's embarrassing. But but also again, like I said, it's like, this is the worst of it. And it only gets better from here. Ideally. Right. And Rachel's Rachel's like, it was public. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I was told I wasn't wanted publicly <laughs> and I'm like well Rachel like both of you were rejected on national tv right it was like, on tv like everyone's gonna see Gabby get rejected eventually like right it's just not happened yet um, um something I want to point out uh you know we love the bachelor data account but I got sent shout out to Victoria she'll love this she listens every week but Victoria me- messaged me after last episode and was like she's a friend of mine and messaged me and said can you acknowledge the um discrepancy in screen time between Gabby and Rachel because last week Rachel got way more screen time than Gabby did and people were like this is why we didn't want two bachelorettes like blah 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 blah, blah. and I replied and I was like Rachel just kind of had a more interesting storyline last week because she sent home her first one-on-one. And I was like, let's give it some grace and see how future episodes go before we go like getting all pressed about this. Mm-hmm. And I will say, according to Bachelor Data, Gabby got almost double the screen time of Rachel this week. So I genuinely think that it's like some weeks, one of them is yeah. going to be more dramatic and interesting than the other, you know? It's like, going to just be like, they had a good plot this week. They had a good plot next week. Like, it, I, it, like, right. I don't know. I don't have that it much just, of a problem with it, to be honest. I didn't I either. have more of a I problem was... with, like, other seasons when they're like, this is all of the contestants of color that get two minutes of screen time combined and all the boring, annoying, mean white guys who get all of the episode screen time. Like, that's what right. fucking bothers me. In past seasons yeah. where they've done, like, screen time, I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. It's always, like, the least interesting guy gets all the screen time and whatever. Yeah. Like, in this case, I'm like, I just think that they're going to switch off. I think that one's going to have a yeah. more interesting plot. Um, and then the final after, this is so weird that they had this as like an after the episode, like, like post credit scene, but like Meatball comes back and he's like, I don't think that I knew what I wanted. And like, I really am into you. And like, I would like to come back. And she definitely lets him because we see the preview next week, which is like Meatball telling Rachel some tea about Hayden. So he's like here still. <laughs> but why did they make it a post credit scene? Like nobody ever watches those. Like those are usually reserved for bits. <laughs> and also I feel like Rachel is not that into Meatball. And part of me wonders, like, I think she thinks he's funny, you know, yeah. like, oh, he's a funny guy or whatever. Like like his name is Meatballs. Rose. Right. But but I'm also like, I I think that he probably goes home next episode, to be mm-hmm. honest. And I think the only reason Rachel lets him back is because her ego's hurt. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to be so many guys less than Gabby, yeah. you know? Oh, um, I'm sure it's like, you know, whatever. And like, it does seem like next week he kind of like tells on Hayden. So I'm like, oh, if you're here for Justice King, come on in. <laughs> yeah, let's come bring down the, the mutual the enemy. sauce is fine. Yeah, come on in. The marinara is not jarred. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, but he comes back, but it was so weird to me that it was a post-credit scene. Like, I was like, yeah, that's this is big. kind of a plot point. Like, why, why is this like, and that's how you know, like, that's how, you know, he goes home next episode yeah. and doesn't make it much farther because if no. it was like a power player, like 
it would have been in the yeah, actual episode. It's like literally the final guy. They would have hundred percent included it or like top of next episode even, but been like, this is yeah, a yeah. main plot point. And instead they were like, no, oh, we'll throw that in. Like, <laughs> why not? So yeah. So that's the episode. That's our I, show. I'm, I'm very happy with the format now. It sucks that it took the turmoil to get here, but I think that that's the yeah. only way to do it. It's like, you have to let them both meet everyone first and yeah, then agreed. like divvy it up and decide like kind of who gets who. Right. Because I think it almost would have been, I, I get that people are like, well, regular seasons, it's one lead and whatever. But I'm like, I feel like if they had announced two bachelorettes and then they said, here's 20 men for Rachel, 20 men for Gabby, the dudes would have known that the other girl was there. Like what yeah. happens if they had, what happens if they had randomly put Tino and Gabby's cast? Right. You know, it's like, and like, you know, always, the other girl is there. People always say this really bothers me. Like t- when Tasha took over for Claire, everyone was like, Tasha deserved her own guys that were chosen for Tasha. And I was like, they're not, you think these producers give an actual fuck about the compatibility of these contestants with the lead? They don't fucking care. Like, yeah, Tasha got a few guys added who I guess were compatible because one of them was Zach, but like, (laughs) like it just, I'm like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you guys have to think logically. These producers are not choosing men because they're like, this could be Gabby's soulmate. Like, they're just fucking picking the most interesting TV they can. (laughs) Do you think that they cast the 20-year-old twins from Brookfield because they were like, Rachel and Gabby are gonna fucking love these guys? No, like, the shirtless guy. Like, all of these men are chosen not because they're the most compatible, quote-unquote, with one of the women, but because they make for interesting television. Aaron from Katie's season? (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, like, he's the best TV we've had in years. He's not compatible with anybody. Like, that's the point. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, guys, this is actually, Aaron is a good segue. Have you had Paradise spoiled for you at all? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. But I won't talk about it. I won't divulge. Well, what I'm thinking is, if you are interested in remaining spoiler-free going into Paradise... This is the end of the episode for you. Stop Turn listening. It Stop listening. Press Stop listening. Pause. Turn it off. Delete the episode. Don't listen. <laughs> Get rid of it. Burn Wait it. Up Set, it on fire. Set your phone on fire. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, yeah. go. Spoilies. Okay. So I accidentally had it spoiled. But I, me too. Me too. I, I by accidentally, I mean, by accidentally, I mean, I scrolled through a full Twitter thread of spoilers. <laughs> Oops, I slipped. <laughs> I read them all. So I only remember two things. So I'm only going to say the two things that I remember because I don't want the rest to be spoiled. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll still Victoria's surprise me. I, I didn't remember anybody's name. So when I was scrolling through, I was like, don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. <laughs> so it's fine. Anyway, Queen Victoria's back. Love so- that. Great TV. And she gets engaged, allegedly, right? Oh, I didn't remember that. Oh, I thought, I think she does. That's the first thing I remember. Wow. Second thing is Brendan from Michelle's season comes back, gets engaged. Gets engaged. Which, to someone I love. uh, I forget who he gets engaged to, so don't tell me. But, like, Brendan would would get engaged 
to one of those like blow up aliens from the arcade when you're a kid. Like Brendan <laughs> just wants to be engaged so bad. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck who it's to. Brendan would get doesn't. engaged to like an actual sex doll. Like if we sent him one, he'd be like perfect. Wifey. And he would call it yeah, wifey like, ironically with a hard eyes emoji. Wifey. That's how I he think talks. we were the only people in the world that like weren't huge Brendan fans. I don't, I don't fucking like him. I'm sorry. I find him cringy. His yeah, whole personality so he, is that of like, hey girl, <laughs> you trying to come back to my place and fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but that it's like, if it worked on you and you did go back to his place and fuck, you'd wake up in the morning to him sharing a pillow at, with you, like staring straight into your soul, being like, do you want to go get frozen yogurt? And you'd be yeah, like, no. He'd be like, I'll make you waffles. He'd be like, I gotta go right now. I gotta go. Immediately. And then I would walk into the Hudson River. Like, <laughs> I just am not, I'm not into the vibe. Um, so that's yeah. rumor two. But the big rumor, the rumor that probably only we care about most, but- Aaron and Genevieve not don't get engaged I think they, they break up yeah they break up I think they break up but Aaron and Genevieve are a couple in paradise and we there was all the weird vibes about the finale and like them <sighs> sitting next to each other and Genevieve being accused of sliding into Aaron's dms oh my god yeah wow it is actually amazing how much of that I've forgotten because I hated Clayton, Clayton season so <laughs> I'm just glad that she's seeing the fruits of her labor. Like oh, no, she, she was deserves. putting in the work. <laughs> I love, I love that bitch. I, she was one of my favorites. Like I was like, yeah. you're a fucking icon. And Aaron obviously is my favorite. I don't care. You know what? I don't care. I see the tweets about toxic masculinity. I see them all. I see that he's a bad person. I remain firm. I remain <laughs> firm in my decision to stand. And because <laughs> ultimately I never said he was a good person. I said that he's amazing television and he is. And if you think I'm lying, this is not the podcast for you. Like, <laughs> Go listen to something more serious is all he's I'll fucking say. awesome TV. So I'm very excited to see him back on paradise and, and to see the fruits of Genevieve's labor come to fruition a little bit. Um, but that's I'm our show. Just excited for paradise. Really? Yeah, me too. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Um, that's it for this week, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's episode three. We've got two separate casts now, which is exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. I honestly have been loving it so far. Again, Me too. I've, said it, I've said it every week, but I'm like, this is fun. Like, are we not also, having fun? You just made such a disgusted face and held it for so long that I thought that zoom had frozen. I was like, oh no, I lost her. But as it turns out, like you were just so disgusted by what we were talking about. You were like, oh my God, icon. Can't hide my faces. Gabby is so me. Uh, <laughs> my disgusted face is great. <laughs> but, but that's uh, it. Yeah, that's all. So tune in next week. We'll hopefully have an episode earlier in the week. <laughs> Sorry for the delay that we didn't warn you about. We were just like, um... <laughs> We're t- including our no. editor. We didn't tell Adam either. Yeah, we Adam was like, hey guys, everybody good? Uh, <laughs> Haven't heard from you so, guys. Uh, we'll be back with two separate casts. Can't wait. Very exciting. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast and uh, leave us a glowing review, a gorgeous, beautiful that you are not, not being pulled over. You're not being pulled over. You're not being pulled over. <laughs> Perfect timing. I love the NYPD. <laughs> the best. You know what? what we should do for NYPD? We should give them more money. Oh, I love that my tax dollars 
go right to them being fucking numb nuts. So awesome. Anyway, Good so night, baller. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You came into my life and the world never looks so bright. It's true. You bring out the best in me when you are around. Oh yeah. Things keep getting better.